0: I personally avoid conflict like the plague. Maybe you like a little conflict. Maybe you're the type of person who enjoys that dopamine that you get from conflict. But man, I hate it. I get really uncomfortable and I want everyone to like me. Or at least let me think that everyone likes me. In fact, to avoid conflict, I just avoid people. I avoid agreeing to anything. I'm half kidding. But this like anti-conflict mindset was how I ran my record label. The problem was... It came only after I had endured some minor conflicts with artists along the way. It's now actually a passion of mine. One of the areas of running a record label and working with artists that I think I've gotten better at. And I'm surprised we haven't discussed this yet on this show, but we're going to do it today. So if you're experiencing conflict with one of your artists, a partner, uh, a service provider, I want to give you three tools that you can use to help you deal with, and hopefully in the future, avoid conflict. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. Here's someone I don't have any conflict with, and that's the folks at Hellbender Vinyl. In fact, quite the opposite, because they are the sponsor of this week's episode, and the reason we can do what we do at Other Record Labels week after week So be sure to show them some love and check them out for your next vinyl manufacturing job. They are the newest and only pressing plant in Pittsburgh, and they're run by folks from our small record label community. So they get you and they get the needs of indie record labels like us. Go to hellbendervinyl.com. That's hellbendervinyl.com. I've been less active with my record label in recent years. That's not news. I've told you this before. My priority now is other record labels, the platform and the show and my music as a solo artist. Also, that's kind of my current focuses, Focus e, focus I, focuses, right? Two focuses, focus. Anyway, but in the 10 years that I was more active with my label, working with artists, releases, etc., the only part of the job that I didn't like was conflict. It was disagreements or just not seeing eye to eye with an artist. And for the most part, this wasn't like true fighting. It wasn't aggressive. It was maybe passive aggressive. It was just a misalignment of expectations. They thought we were going to do one thing and they thought I was on board with that. And I thought we were cool with doing something completely el- something else. And both parties were just too kind um, to pull the other aside and say, hey, I think we're off track here. Sometimes conflict came from money, like the percentage we take or the length of the term, uh, or maybe coming from, you know, not doing something that they thought I was going to do for them. Sometimes conflict came because they thought they could do better on their own and they wanted a divorce, but maybe they didn't want to actually ask for it. I don't, I don't really know. There was literally only maybe four times I can think of where conflict existed, which I'm very grateful for. But those times are seared into my brain. You know, how they say like an insult, um, you'll remember forever and a compliment you'll forget in minutes. Well, that's kind of how it is with conflict. I mean, I had a ton of great relationships and a ton of great working partnerships with people. But there was like three or four times where it has just stuck in my mind more. And I'm really surprised we haven't talked about it. On the the show before, but because I want to avoid conflict entirely back then and still today with in, in just in life in general, I would immediately put a system in place after that conflict that ensured it would never happen again. So if I experienced some sort of misalignment of expectations with an artist I would make sure that I clearly outlined those expectations of mine and found out what their expectations were ahead of time. And so these are the systems I want to talk to you about today. You see, conflict is mostly avoidable. Dare I say completely avoidable, but I think it's mostly avoidable. And here's how. Number one, be aware. Be aware of their mindset going into your business relationship. Are they, have you heard of the scarcity mindset versus the abundance mindset? It's from a book. um, I can't remember which book, maybe the Dale Carnegie book. I can't remember. Anyway, it's this concept of like some people are, and, and no, there's no like right or wrong. Um, Obviously I think one is better than the other, but like, I think everyone's kind of born with this. Like some have a scarcity mindset that like the world has a scarce number of resources. There's a scarce amount of money. There's a scarce uh, audience, a fan base. Um, there's a scarce amount of opportunities. And so you have to protect whatever opportunities or, or money or, or, or fan base that you have. And you have to protect it with all your life because if you lose it, you can't get it back or somebody else is going to take it from you. Whereas people with the abundance mindset are they think there's an abundant amount of money. There's an abundant amount of fans out there. There's a, an abundance of, of opportunity. So if you lose an opportunity, if you lose a gig, um, if you lose some money, that's okay. There's more that will come down the road. Don't worry about it. And so those are the two different mindsets. Again, I don't think there's, they're they're neutral. Like they, they are just what you're born with and how you view the world. That's totally fine. Um, but I think it's important for you as a record label owner, whether whatever side of that, Uh, mindset you're on is to know, to be aware of, okay, this artist I'm meeting with, let's try to figure out, you don't have to ask them right out (laughs) because they may not know, Um, but uh, you might get an idea from chatting with them. Be aware of where they are in their career. And see, this is really important because you know where you are at with your career as a record label owner. And I often found that if I could work with someone where I was maybe just a little bit advanced a little bit further on in my career as a label owner that as they are as an independent artist, then I could probably help them. But I felt like if they were a little bit more evolved, a little bit more experienced than me, then I might not be able to help them as much. They might need someone better than me. So it's important that you're aware of where they're at in their career before you get into a relationship with them. Be aware of their reputation in the community and industry. I mean, if you're meeting with someone You probably know they've been recommended by a friend or a band on your label. Um, But it's important to be aware. Be aware of your reputation in the industry. And I don't just mean your reputation. I mean, if you have a bad reputation, you probably don't know you have a bad reputation. But I also mean too, like be aware of the reputation of record labels. And there's a lot of and so it's kind of like you need to not be ignore the fact that A lot of independent artists have the opportunity to stay independent. In fact, they might be coming into this relationship with you thinking, I could probably do just as good, maybe better on my own as a DIY artist. Should I stay DIY or should I give away 50% to work with this artist? And so that's their mindset that they might be having going into it. Now, maybe not. Maybe they're like, I desperately want a record label. I don't know. But the point is, is be aware. Be aware of what maybe some people think about record labels Be aware of what they might be thinking in their career of, could I do better on my own? Is this a good business decision? Don't be naive. That's the point. Don't be ignorant. Don't be overconfident. Don't underestimate them. Don't don't underestimate yourselves. Number two, be prepared. If you're going to leave with one takeaway today, it's this. Just get ahead of conflict. Be preemptive. I mean, conflict is inevitable But whether you enter, you go down that path to where you meet that conflict, that's what I think we can avoid. I often refer to this imaginary meeting between you and a future potential artist in a coffee shop. I use that illustration because that's where I would often meet with artists. I did that many, many times over the years. And we would just chat before contracts, before starting to work together. The worst thing you can do in business is to start making something together, start building something with someone before you've talked about each other's expectations or written down any deal points at all. So write down. And when I say write down, I literally mean write down pen and paper, email, write down your expectations, have them write down their expectations. Maybe have them write down what they think your expectations are, what they think that you might want out of the deal, write down what you think that they want out of the deal and then compare them. It's like that, that marriage game, right? That dating relation. How well do you know your partner? It's like, okay, here's my expectations. Here's what I think maybe your expectations are. Let's see if, if we're correct, you know what I mean? And I think that's, as I'm saying this now, it sounds silly, but I literally think that you should do this. I think it would be hilarious Do it over drinks, over coffee. Um, I literally think it'd be really funny and I think we get everything out in the open and it's a great way to start a relationship. By the way, don't do this six months in. Don't do this six years in. If you are, then the relationship is already fractured. Try to do this ahead of time. As a record label, in more of a leadership role, be the first to outline what you want from the deal, what you can offer and what you can't offer. What can you promise? I've talked to record labels who will say, "I can just promise you that we're going to do vinyl. That I'm going to invest five thousand dollars into vinyl. That's I, I can promise that. Can I promise that we can sell them all? No, but I'm here to promise that I will invest X amount. You know, I might invest thousand dollars into advertising, whether that's digital advertising, or we do some print stuff, or something you know unique with um, Groover or, um, influencers or whatever, I'm going to invest X amount of dollars. So you can promise things, but it's important to just get it out on on paper and say, here's what I think I can do. Ask them what they want. Find out right then and there, whether you'll be able to meet their expectations. And this should all happen ahead of time. That's the biggest thing. Be prepared. And finally, number three is be generous. Some of you may not like this. Some of you may have that scarcity mindset yourself. I personally think you're in the wrong wrong line of work if you're not prepared to be generous as a record label. Um, but that's just my opinion. I think record labels do best when they're generous. Generosity doesn't necessarily mean giving something away or hurting yourself for the benefit of others. To me, it means under-promising and over-delivering. That means saying, I most likely won't be able to get you uh, your new single on an editorial playlist. It's just not likely. It's really hard to do, but I'll try my hardest. And then in the background, you work your butt off to get that placement and you get it. Or you get two placements or three. As opposed to saying, oh yeah, I can get you on such and such playlist. And then having to meet that expectation that you set or even exceed it. As opposed to setting the bar really, really low. My approach to avoiding conflict was through generosity. It was through a greater percentage deal for them, the artists. So 65% for them and 35% for me. Now, side note, there were reasons behind that at the time. And I personally don't believe that it's right anymore. We just talked about it last week in our label mates group. So I'm not going to, if you want more, <laughs> if you want our insights into why 50-50 is best, you have to join label mates in the future. But I do believe in looking for ways where I can bless the artist, prove to them that I'm a fan, prove to them that my top priority is getting people to hear their music, not my top priority is getting rich or taking as much as I can from the relationship. Maybe that looks like giving them a generous contract, a shorter term, an exit clause, a deal that's too good to be true, you know, where they're a little suspicious, like, hey, what's in it for you? I think that's a good position to be in. One of the things about generosity is that it creates reciprocity. I want to be a record label where artists stay with me over a bigger record label because I earned their loyalty, not because a contract stipulates it, but because they trust me, they respect me and vice versa. Okay, that's it. Today's episode can be found at otherrecordlabels.com slash conflict. Be aware of who they are, what they need as artists, the viewpoint or narrative that they might be coming into the relationship with. Be prepared by getting everything out on the table, out in the open before you start working together, before a contract is drawn up Get it down in emails, on a napkin, at a coffee shop. Be sure you understand each other's expectations. Be generous. Above all, give and give, bless and bless, be kind, put the artists first, earn their trust, their respect. And here's a secret. Being generous is one of the most selfish things that you can do because it comes back to you. Being generous is one of life's greatest hacks. Thanks to you for being a listener and a subscriber. A new session of Label Mates, by the way, is starting in April. You can check that out at otherrecordlabels.com slash labelmates. And thanks to Hellbender Vinyl for supporting our show and supporting our community. Check them out at hellbendervinyl.com. Thanks for listening.